0: Hi one hundred and one point nine megahertz of life. I'm going to give you a very potted biography of our guest, um, and I hope he won't uh, be offended for it because it's a very impressive biography. But I think it would take me to the end of the program to get through it. He's a retired attorney, consultant, and alternative dispute resolution specialist. Um, he's on the Alternative Dispute Resolution Advisory Committee of the South African Law Reform Commission and on the Executive Committee of the National Dispute Settlement Practitioners Council. He's also an internationally certified uh, mediator and he has been extensively involved in the training of negotiators, mediators and arbitrators uh, in the UK. He's written extensively on the subject <clears throat> of Dispute resolution, and uh, his work has included the facilitation and training of parties to political conflict in the Basque Country and Northern Ireland. He's a member of the International Labour Organization's team of international experts appointed to design mediation <coughs> training for developing countries and regularly trained mediators from countries in Africa, Asia, Eastern Europe, and South America. John Brand, welcome to the IRR show.
1: Hi, Sarah. And uh, good morning to your listeners.
0: John, um, as a result of a discussion we had we, at, uh, last week, um, you, you were talking about the issue of mediation. And you hear very little bit about mediation in, in terms of uh, adjudication in the South African context. Perhaps for our listeners, could you give us an idea, an idea of what is mediation and how does it differ from other forms of adjudication?
1: Yeah, uh, Sarah, well, let me start by saying it's not adjudication. Okay. And that's probably one of the most important points that uh, I should make. In adjudication, before the courts, magistrates, judges, or arbitrators, the parties present their cases and their argument, and the third-party independent judge, arbitrator, imposes an outcome on the parties which uh, they are obliged to accept. The big difference uh, between adjudication and mediation is that in most instances, the parties uh, go to mediation voluntarily uh, and very, very importantly for our present discussion, the outcome is one that they have to agree on. Mm-hmm. So they negotiate with the help of the mediator an agreed outcome if they don't manage to reach an agreement they can then fall back into adjudication they can go to court they can go to arbitration or they can go to strike action along the lines that you were talking but uh, the important uh, point is that it is generally voluntary initiation voluntary in uh in outcome and what the mediator does is not uh listen to evidence and apply the law the mediator applies sophisticated facilitation and negotiation skills to help the parties uh reach uh, a mutually satisfactory outcome and agreement i hope that that makes sense
0: so essentially what what makes it different from adjudication is the, the parties um, they have equal status, they enter into the process completely voluntarily and, and it, it, it's entirely based on, on, that, on that premise. That yeah, and they
1: different. determine the outcome, which is very important because because they, uh, determine the outcome and agree on the outcome and it's not forced on them, they tend to abide by that outcome. Mm. So there's very high levels of compliance with mediation agreements. And as we've uh, seen with Stalingrad, there's very low, um, compliance with, uh, compulsory forced outcomes on parties in court. And it takes forever, uh, for the, for the, the dispute to be resolved if mm. one of the parties or both of the parties have the resources to jack it out. Mm.
0: No, uh, I think we've both uh, aged over the period of uh, former President Zuma's Stalingrad technique. Um, South Africa actually has a very interesting history with mediation. Uh, it, it, it's it, it, In private mediation, it it's, it became something of a – Sort of world contender, if I can put it that way. Um, Would you give us just a very brief history of how mediation took off and, and, and in what sector?
1: Yeah, well, uh, what I think is often overlooked in the South African context is that um, mediation has a very long history. Uh, It was the primary method of dispute resolution in traditional African communities. But with colonization, there was a move away from mediation and negotiated, facilitated settlements to disputes to um, uh, adjudication in the form of litigation in the courts and arbitration. Uh, and it was only um, in, in um Relatively recent times that mediation re-emerged, particularly in the family and the divorce situation. But where it really took off was in, uh, about 1984 mm. with the establishment of the independent mediation service of South Africa, which I think you were part of and I, I was part of. And the reason for that was that, uh, the, the employment area, labor, and employers needed a legitimate dispute resolution system. The state system, uh, the apartheid system, lacked credibility and they needed um, uh, institutions and processes which had legitimacy. IMSA was established and the primary process used was mediation and it took off. Mm. And IMSA handled thousands of mediations and Uh, arbitrations of labor disputes and we became world leaders and that's why you mentioned in your introduction that uh, I've been used and others uh, have been used as trainers of mediators across the developing world Uh, and by the way uh, a spin-off of that was that when the conflict really escalated in the late 80s and 90s, political conflict. Um, IMSA mediators came in and played a major part in the peace process of the mm. uh, late 80s, early 90s. And as a consequence of that, some of our mediators have been invited abroad into Sudan and Northern Ireland and the Basque Country and elsewhere mm. uh, as expert mediators. So we had a very, very high reputation as mediators, not only in South Africa and in the world, particularly in the labour area. Uh, But unfortunately, we fell behind in civil mediation, in the mediation of uh, day-to-day civil disputes. And um, again, fairly recently, we've tried to resurrect that. We've tried to uh, encourage people to go to mediation prior to going to the magistrate's court, or that the High Court, we've trained mediators, we've established institutions, uh, but we're not doing very well there. and We can maybe come on to that mm. later.
0: Okay, um, I'd like to come back to that. But perhaps um, the next question is really: what What sort of skills do you need to have to be a mediator? What What, what sort of personality assets, uh, you know, would favour you for mediation?
1: Well, you definitely need uh, to have certain personality attributes. You need to have the capacity to listen to people. You need to have the capacity to uh, have empathy, to seek to understand. But equally important, perhaps more important, is there has been a revolution in recent times in uh, negotiation theory Mm -hmm. and practice. Uh, particularly centred uh, at the uh, Harvard uh, Programme on Negotiation. Uh, and one of the key things for mediators is to uh, be highly trained uh, in modern negotiation skill, which uh, in essence involves a, a move away from traditional adversarial bargaining and negotiation uh, trading positions to trying to get behind people's positions and to truly understand what are their real interests, needs, fears, concerns, and not only to understand that, but to get the other party to understand the other party's needs, fears, interests, and then to help the parties um, creatively uh, search for potential solutions that would, meet those needs in a mutual gains way to evaluate those uh, potential solutions, to choose those solutions, and that involves careful uh, analysis but also careful risk analysis to help parties work out what is their best alternative to a negotiated settlement. Would it be better to go to court and Mm. spend that money and that time and that uncertainty or to accept the the outcome uh, and with that you need interpersonal skills you need to understand the psychology of 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 people and the important point to make is that they are not a bundle of skills which lawyers or accountants or judges or magistrates tend to have they tend to have a very rights focused cross examination and argument skills and so as a lawyer myself um, I had to go through uh, the training which really dropped the scales from my eyes when I saw there was an alternative to rights-based litigated outcomes. Mm. Yeah so training and skills development that ongoing mm. skills development in fact I Sometimes wish that I'd not only trained as a lawyer but trained as a psychologist, because a lot of the conflict which I experience is not so much substantive mm. as just problem people.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, now, from from what you from from what you're saying, uh, two things. The first one I'll get your, your comment on, is the fact that we, as you mentioned at the at the outset, um, mediation in the South African context has been experienced in. In the area of divorce, in trying to reach agreed settlements between uh, couples who are divorcing, and in in, in the labour sphere, but th- theoretically, it sounds like there's nothing that c- there's no type of dispute or area of dispute that cannot be subject to mediation.
1: Yes, I think with some exceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, you're right. People tend to think, oh, it's it's a soft stuff. It's mm-hmm. for family stuff. It's for labour. But, in fact, experience throughout the world indicates that it is highly effective in commercial disputes, highly effective in political disputes. Just by way of one tiny example, I spent the last five years of my time in practice uh, mediating uh, a solution to the silicosis um, tuberculosis class action, which uh, the settlement was eventually Uh, 5 billion rand in respect of hundreds of thousands of uh, claimants, in respect of 32 gold mining uh, companies, extremely complex, uh, protracted, very, very difficult negotiation, which if it had gone to litigation would have taken 10 to 15 Mm. years, by which stage most of the claimants would have been dead. But we were able by um, the mediation process to find a solution to that. Um, And I can give you many other examples of highly complex commercial disputes that are resolved in a day or two. Um, Yes, there are certain disputes uh, which may be unsuited uh, if parties, for example, the primary purpose is to establish A constitutional precedent Mm. then you're not going to establish that by agreement with the the parties and you may have to go to court there are also times where the imbalance of power between the parties is so great uh, that the weaker party will find it better to go to litigation and get the courts to help them to get a fair outcome than to uh, compromise and give in to the power of the more powerful party but those are exceptions Mm our experience is that the overwhelming majority of all disputes are capable of being uh, resolved. And don't take my silicosis example. That is a real exception. Mm. But experience in the UK, the US, and in South Africa is that the average fairly complex commercial dispute can be resolved in a day or two Mm. of mediation, uh, which is just a fraction of the time and the expense involved in
0: That that was the point I was going to raise was the fact that uh, mediation relative to arbitration or court or or the court process is happens quicker, finalizes quicker, uh, silicosis case aside, much, much cheaper. In other words, there's to my mind, there's very little to be, to be lost by, by having recourse to it. So why does it sort of struggle to be part of the, a judicial process. It, it, it seems to make sense that it would help to clear out what are eternal backlogs in in the courts.
1: Absolutely, Sarah. It's a It's a great, great pity that the average person on the street is effectively denied access to justice, one of the most important rights that they should have. We know that the average man, let alone even a more privileged mm. person like myself, just Cannot get uh, justice. And the reasons for it, in, in summary, there are a number. The one is just straight ignorance. Mm. I find that so many people just don't know what mediation is. Uh, they don't understand that it's uh, a voluntary process uh, with the assistance of an expert to find an agreed uh, outcome, and very importantly, they don't understand that in nine cases out of ten that outcome is not a compromise, a weaker outcome than you can get in litigation, but actually is a superior mm. outcome because it meets underlying needs and interests. They don't understand that. Mm. Uh, the other reason is that uh, the lawyers in particular, but judges, magistrates have vested interests. Uh, just take lawyers in the the money they can make out of protracted mm. litigation rather than to go to mediation and have a dispute over in a day mm. uh, or two and i've heard judges and magistrates say if you guys get involved in mediation you 're going to settle our most interested uh interested cases, but also they, they are ignorant of the difference between a rights-based solution to a problem mm. and an interest-based solution to a problem. So uh, vested interests, uh, ignorance are, 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 are a problem. But also I suffered with that. I came out of law school and spent 20 years in litigation, believing that the only outcome to a dispute was the rights-based mm. Uh, what the law said was and it was only the training and then my many years of experience which has taught me that uh, uh, that is a weaker outcome in most uh, cases and people just don't realise that that, and the judiciary and lawyers in particular don't. Also, I think I've mentioned this, they think that you have weak outcomes, that you compromise Mm. your rights and so even human rights activists Resist mediation because they think that if you send a community into mediation against a powerful mining house or whatever, they're going to come out with a compromise and it's better to fight their good mm. fight in court, but they are wrong. Mm. But another key factor in South Africa, which is uh, a, a problem experienced elsewhere is this desire for state control of everything. Mm. So uh, we've had enormous, we have Some of the the richest body of private mediators and private mediation institutions, the state and the judges will just not use it. They want to control the outcome. They want the state through its judges and magistrates to determine the disputes for parties. They don't want the parties to determine their outcomes for themselves, nor do they want private mediators to help them do it. They also want, if they even begin to accept mediation, they want it to be done by state mediators, Mm -hmm. um, not by private mediators. They haven't got the resources, they haven't got the money, they haven't got the training, and to the extent that they have done it, they've given mediation a bad Mm -hmm. name because they've done it so badly. So we need really an access to justice revolution in this country to get it off the ground in civil uh, disputes. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life.
0: John, there's one area I want to canvas that just mentioned in passing uh, when when we heard from you last week, um, but I thought it was intriguing because it has such a visible um, impact on on the society, particularly at this time approaching the uh, the 2024 election, and that is. Resolving disputes and perhaps dealing with the creation of coalition coalitions through mediation. Um, I I mean, I I shudder to think about the uh, egos of the people one would have to deal with to try and achieve a result. But it, you know, as you say, it's. the idea is to get people to reach agreement, and, and involving a third party might well be one of the ways to give it a legitimacy that makes it difficult to just hop, hop away from.
1: Yes, sir. I think that it has huge potential in that area. The uh, the, the, the negotiation of those agreements uh, itself is very complex. You've got um, you people who are competing with each other, institutions competing with each other. For uh, public support, then wanting to sit around the table to cooperate with one another in order to to govern, so you have this this conflict very very difficult to to manage. The content, the substance of those negotiations, where they will work together and where they will be allowed to compete, is uh, very very complex indeed. So the substance is is is, is complex. And the process is very complex and you, you touched on it. Um, the, my experience of politicians is yes, they have egos. They are often quite difficult people. They are often very adversarial. And one of the weaknesses of politicians is they tend, and I'm generalizing here, to consider themselves to be expert negotiators Mm. and therefore they don't need the help of anybody. Whereas my experience of them in the peace negotiation stuff I've done is that very often uh, modern negotiation theory and practices completely pass them by. And they are stuck in very antiquated adversarial positional ways of negotiation. And they therefore find it. And if you've got two of those on either side of the table, you are heading for great difficulties So they would greatly benefit from the imposition of an independent expert facilitator to facilitate negotiation towards an agreement, but also to build into that final agreement that in the event of any dispute in the execution of that agreement, that urgently that expert is called in. And what I see is I see... The parties having enormous difficulty to arrive at uh, second-rate coalition agreements, and no, no sooner has it been agreed to than they're fighting about its uh, its application and implementation. When they could benefit from a mediator coming in and helping them find agreements, so yes, I, I think it's a very, very uh, important potential field. And we have expert mediators, people who've had experience uh, in the deepest conflicts in the rest of the world, ready and willing to perform that and By the way, the last place they should go is uh, into state mediators. those people just don't have the experience, and very often they're very partisan for reasons which i don't have to go into mm. here yeah. mm. now i
0: think I think one of the benefits are just say of of mediation in that context is i think there's very often a disconnect between what the politicians do in and out of coalition and how their supporters perceive them and yeah. and i think that's that that would create a lot more shall i say f- faith in the commitment from from their from from their politicians yes
1: What one would have to think about in that kind of uh, thing is how do you deal with the media? Mm. How do you deal with outside interested parties? To what extent do you give a hearing to the supporters out there? I mean, coming to the silicosis example, we had to deal with a fairly hostile media Uh, We had all kinds of interested parties, foreign governments, NGOs, uh, etc. And if you fail to engage with those parties, they seek to undermine your agreement. So all of that is the kind of thing that expert mediators will alert the parties to and say, even if you reach an agreement here, what how is this going to be received and how do we manage the media, how do we manage leakages which are going to... In, uh, impact. How do you keep your your supporters uh, up to date with what is going on? Mm. How do you communicate with them when disputes do arise about the execution? This is complex stuff, mm. and it's stuff which politicians just generally haven't had uh, experience in how to handle.
0: Well, I think what I'm going to do is send email a link to this in, of this interview to the leader of every political party in South Africa. Uh, John, thank you very much for talking about a topic that doesn't get much of an airing um, and certainly deserves a lot more consideration for, for the settlement of disputes. So thank you very much for joining us. Well,
1: well, can I just thank you very much, Sarah? I think I, I'm really grateful personally, but as a mediator, I'm so grateful that you've given us this opportunity to speak to people about its potential. Thanks very much indeed. Great.
0: Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it again.